right, welcome back everybody. Welcome back to the group text. This is Shannon. This is Sierra. And Vanessa. And Brittany. Hey y'all. All right, welcome back everybody. We we know we've been gone, but we are back and we are presenting today. We are going to talk about dating and we, we know we talk about dating a lot, but we're going to talk about dating and just different characteristics of like what you see when you date. And the characteristic we're going to actually speak on today is like narcissism, narcissistic characteristics. Mm-hmm. And if we have personal experiences, we're going to kind of go into that or if we know situations or different things like that. So that's the realm of things for today. And um, Brittany's going to start us off with some facts. Yes. So y'all know me. I try to do my research when we're speaking on things. So I went to several sources. I went to the um, Behavioral Medicine Scholarly Journal. And according to them, narcissistic personality disorder, also known as NPD, is a psychological disorder characterized by a persistent pattern of grandiosity, fantasies of unlimited power or importance, and the need for admiration or special treatment. Um, There are a lot of different symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder and psychology today noted some of those as well as a grandiose sense of self-importance, belief that one is special and can only be understood by our associate with special people or um, institutions. A big one is a lack of empathy, exploitation of others a sense of entitlement arrogant envy of others or the belief that one is the object of envy uh and I don't want to waste too much time but those were I think those were the main the main ones um causes so there are three common areas or causes of narcissistic personality disorder is which is environment genetics and neurobiology so for environment, it might be mismatch, mismatch, excuse me, in parent-child relationships, um, genetics, so in inherited characteristics, or neurobiology, the connection between the brain and behavior and thinking. So the reason why I want to make sure I gave uh, the clinical terminology and definitions and symptoms is just because I know a lot of people use the word narcissistic when they're describing people, but because it falls under, you know, that clinical um psychology background and none of us are technically experts in that realm I just wanted us to be cognizant of those terminologies but I'm gonna pass the baton to my girls who have more I guess uh experiences with dating or dealing with individuals they might classify as narcissistic or narcissists well I guess I can probably go first or oh I, I well you can if you want to no go ahead Shannon okay um I will I'll start off because in my case it was actually a situation where I wasn't even aware that the person that I was dealing with dating was a narcissist um Mm -hmm. the behavior that I saw or the behavior that I was experiencing I honestly thought it was just more of a controlling type behavior like I just kept saying oh this is kind of controlling this is like a way of trying to manipulate me or manipulate my mentality, things like that. And come to find out, um, I actually decided that when I went through that experience that 
it was time for me to actually go speak to somebody. So I did go to therapy and going through therapy as I'm going through therapy and I'm talking to the therapist, uh, she actually presented to me in a more so light of these were narcissistic characteristics and traits that this person was using against me. And that's the type of personality that that person had. Um, and I never saw it that way. So um, now, you know, with dating, I am recognizing those characteristics more now as actually being narcissistic versus whatever else I might think it is. And I'm, I'm more aware of it now. But one characteristic in particular that I know has been brought to my attention is just the way that narcissists will make a lot of things about them Mm -hmm. um they're they're selfish and everything like if stuff does not go the way that they want it to go they will try to portray it on you as if you did something wrong or try to make you feel bad about it just because they're upset that things didn't go their way um and they will try to manipulate you in a lot of different ways to try to get things to go their way. Um, So basically my experience was that, you know, it was just a lot of manipulation, a lot of, um, it was even some isolation, you know, trying to isolate me from friends and family. Uh, And the biggest thing just was the selfishness though. Like it was all about, it was me, 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 basically from that person, It's all about me. I'm going to pout if it's not about me. I'm going to act out like things like that. So um, just being like very, very self-centered and all about themselves was one of the biggest characteristics for did me. You, did you notice those characteristics right away? Or because I know you said you saw it as just being controlling, but did you, what, when was the first time you started to notice them? The first time I started noticing these characteristics was more so when we committed to each other. It Mm -hmm. wasn't just like the dating, the conversations. It was like once we made that hard for commitment um, and we're like, okay, we're exclusive. We're committed to each other. That's when those traits start coming out. So because my next question was very similar to Sierra's. When you went to your therapist, I guess you were still in a relationship with this individual. So did your therapist give you suggestions of how to navigate a relationship with the narcissist? Um, she really, I'm gonna just be 100% real with y'all. She said, get out. Okay. Mm. That was, that was my, that was what I was. I was always wondering, like, is there a way for them to be in a relationship? Like, can they really be loved? Are they a lost cause? Okay, Vanessa, I see you. What's Vanessa doing? What's she saying? She's shaking her head. She was like, no. I don't think that they could be a lost cause. I think the issue is that they They should also seek help. And that's the thing. get therapy and they don't want to. They're not going to. But the thing is, most of the time, narcissists, based on what I was looking at, they, it's the, the acknowledgement is the biggest thing. A lot of them don't see what you see. And so they think you just trip it or you, you know, you're beside yourself. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot for a narcissist to even acknowledge that that's what they are to get whatever help Mm -hmm. that they need. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can be called out on it. You know, you could tell them, you know, you're a narcissist and they'll, no, I'm not. Are you crazy? You know, like you actually say those words. I feel like that would be a scary thing to say to one of them. Um, at this point, 
um, that particular individual, yes, I, I don't mind saying that. And <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things like, because at, for, for me at this point with that person, I would rather see you get help. Like, I don't wish anything bad on anybody. Mm-hmm. So I would want to see you get help do mm-hmm. something better for yourself, like get better for you. You have children or you have a child, get better for your children because narcissistic behavior can also be put off on kids as well and your children. So it's like, yes, I have said it. It's like, you really need to seek help. You should go talk to someone. And I'm not saying that from a place of like me being angry with him. It's just, I would love to see him get help, you know, mm-hmm. I would love to see anybody dealing with any type of issue like that to just go get some help. It's, it's, to me, it's a simple thing to go get help. Maybe not, but I don't have a problem saying it, not to that person. I can't say I would be that bold maybe with somebody I'm trying to date now, right. but um, <laughs> with that person, because it's a person of the past, it's easier to be that blunt. Got it. So for me, I my experience was just like last summer, literally it'll be a year ago in July. And I didn't really notice things except for I, one, I noticed my anxiety was on like a thousand out of nowhere. And I noticed that every time, like if anything happened, it was always my fault. Like I did something, I, I caused this or, you know, why can't you do this differently? And I'm like, wait, what? And I remember calling Vanessa, I was like, Vanessa, so he said this and he said that like what you think she's like he's a narcissist leave him alone I'm like I I don't know like maybe he's not I don't know but it came down to it like no lie I have not talked to him at all in 2021 I can't remember when he blocked me he's quick to block me for no reason but that's another thing they do (laughs) sorry to interrupt you but they do that too he blocked me and I was like, okay, that's cool. And then he just started talking to me again. And then he, we were on the phone and just last week he was like, yeah, can you, um, can I piggyback off your credit? And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, okay. I, I mean, I'm acting dumb. I'm like, what's that mean? <laughs> and then he gave me the whole spill of it and all this stuff. And I'm just like, mm, I don't really know about it. He's like, yeah, it's not going to do anything to you. Um, I just need to be an authorized user on your credit. Heck no. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, we haven't, we don't have, we don't have a relationship. We don't communicate. And you really think that I'm going to say yes to you. And I think he really thought I was supposed to say yes, because we had talked before. And then he blocked me right after that. I'm like, <laughs> but you haven't what? spoke to him in a while, right? So this is like a random interaction of yes. him reaching out. It was, a, it was very random. And I do notice that his conversations were very emotionally abusive. And what I decided, what I did that I kind of, it, I kind of understand a little bit what abused women can feel like, like you, you don't want to tell anybody you're in that situation, but then you also, I never, I never hung up or like if it was one of those things where it's like, I needed to leave, like I didn't leave the situation. I allowed him to talk to me the way that he did, knowing that it was definitely not the way that I should have been talked to and no one has ever like no one has ever said some of the things that he said he was very abusive and it wasn't even like with curse words or anything like that but just what he was saying 
was just to completely tear you down. And I'm like, I'm a very smart woman. Like I've got all this going for me. Why would I let this person talk to me like this? And I, I have no answer for it. I really don't until you look back and you're like, why did I do that? And so mm-hmm. I know why I can kind of feel why some women stay in situations like that. But this was like your first interaction with a narcissist, right? Yeah. And he would, I mean, he was nice. He was cool at times, but when he was not nice or when he felt like, you know, the conversation wasn't going his way or he wasn't getting what he wanted, like he literally, I don't want to say he kept me on the phone because I could have hung up, but I didn't. That's not my style. Um, I was on the phone with him probably from like 9 p.m. to like 7 a.m. Oh, girl. No lie. Like we, well, it, no. not the whole time wasn't bad. The whole time wasn't bad, but we were on the phone the whole time. And then towards like the end when I really was feeling really disrespectful, I'm like, I'm about to hang up. He's like, don't you hang up. I'm gonna come over there and I'm gonna bust the windows out your car. I was like, wait a minute. I just got this truck. Like, and I don't know. I didn't know if he was being real. Cause I didn't know him to that degree. Like if he was serious about it or not. And he lives like 45 minutes away. So it wasn't gonna take him long to come and do it. He could have been driving over there the whole time. So that's one of the scariest things dealing with the narcissist mm-hmm. or even dealing with men in general, because you never know what they're capable of doing. So right. that well, was my si- one experience. Since you said that, and we're not male bashing by any means, no, but women I, are I'm just, I'm just going to the research though. And it okay. shows that men are more likely to have narcissistic personality disorder than women. It says roughly 6% of the population has MPD, and with research over the years, it says it's more prevalent in men with 7.7% versus 4.8%. So, yes, yeah, so definitely, yeah, we, we have to make sure that it's known that it's both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, only, both. we're definitely talking about the experiences we've personally had. And yeah, but I'm just all, saying, right. Yeah, it's common. And so you're like to men. piggyback off of what you were saying. You, this was your first interaction just like mm-hmm. mom was my very first interaction with the person like this so I can relate to being like why was I so stupid like why did I put up with it for so right. long I know I'm smarter than this I know mm-hmm. I deserve better than this like why but I think kind of like in your situation just like in mom we didn't recognize that that's what it was at the time mm-hmm. you know we found out later and just like you said Vanessa called you and or Vanessa was like, hey girl, this she said it. I was just like, Yeah, are you sure? Like, I'm sure. Yeah. And Vanessa, Vanessa told me too. Like, but this was I sure did. our relationship was over when she was like, Hey, by the way, <laughs> did, um, you know? he, did you know he was a narcissist? And I'm like, Mm-mm, I didn't know that. I didn't, you know, but I did kind of start start to know through therapy. But it's just like when it's your first encounter, right you don't really recognize it for what it is but I can guarantee now me and you yes and Vanessa all of us like we're gonna we're gonna pay closer attention at this point when we start seeing that behavior like wait a minute hold on this ain't right and then I'll call Vanessa to verify for me (laughs) (laughs) because she didn't even she it was it was probably like the third week I mean I really need or second week I didn't even talk to him that long but it's it felt like my life was just on hold because it was mm-hmm. so like the days were taking so long to go by mm-hmm. and I could have, I, I just really, I have no reason why I didn't just end it outside of, oh, like, he fine. Like, okay, it ain't that bad. He looked good. We, we can't be blinded by people being fine. Can't be blinded by the fine. Some of the finest ones. 
beetle. I'm so like I'm not trying to generalize that statement. I'm just going <laughs> off my experience. Right. I know my experience, not the one that I'm talking about with my actual situation, but I tried to date a guy. Oh my goodness. Like when I say a very good looking guy, but narcissist to his core. Mm-hmm. Um and I felt some kind of way. I was like, he's too fine for this. Like, right. He's too too attractive. But it's like we cannot be blinded by that to the point where we're like, well, we're just gonna deal with it. No, he got to go, fine or not. Well, how did they treat y'all outside? Like, were there other sweet gestures? Cause I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know how like people who tend to be abusive and controlling, how mm-hmm. in the beginning it's all these sweet, kind yeah. gestures. Yeah. So, like, was it that sort of yes. stuff? Yes, it, it was, was definitely that. So let me talk about so I <laughs> said I am definitely a the professional of, of the group. I am. I am a victim of abuse, of mental and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've categorized it as being. Mm-hmm. And the person I'm talking about, they, they I've read a lot about it. Narcissism, there's one sign, and the first sign is the whole like love bombing, is what they call it. So like if mm-hmm. you you start to talk to someone and they're like they, they fall in love easily or they're doing everything to get you sweep you up your feet fast and in a hurry mm-hmm. and I consider that as being like a trap like me to mm. chocolate cake okay or pizza if you know. <laughs> or pizza oh. food, food <laughs> any type of food correct <laughs> clarification so, so like once they have you it's like you don't as you said before you don't know what's going on until it's too late is what it is right. and it's like it's it's a Jekyll and Hyde situation but it's a slowly transforming Jekyll and Hyde it's like they take one piece of clothing off and it's like gradual so in the beginning it's all sweet and it's you know dates and love letters and phone calls and all that stuff but mm-hmm. the second you do something that they don't like as Shannon says you're blamed it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you're blamed for everything. You're blamed for things that are legitimately out of your control. Um, you can call, so I've called him out before on actual like text message, like screenshots and, and it's a denial. Like I didn't say that it's legitimately right there in the writing. What do you mean? You didn't say it. It's right there. I didn't say that you misunderstood me. What? And it's, it's a lot of, um, it's, it's a lot of mental like mind games. It's all, it's a lot of, self-doubt they make you think you're crazy it's a ton of gaslighting gaslighting is their favorite thing to do they make you think that you're crazy until you start questioning yourself so there was some point where I was just like well did I really do that is that what's going on I couldn't have done that that's not like me well maybe Mm -hmm. I did do that and it's they try to isolate you um and it's always about them so I remember Sierra you probably remember one day that you came over and yeah. this person I'm talking about had passed some sort of test or whatever. But I had friends coming from out of town. Her and another person were coming from out of town. Mm-hmm. And do you remember this? And it was like, yeah, we're going to go here. I don't want to go there. I did this today. I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to do that. I'm like, wait, what? You knew they were coming. <laughs> not about you. Right. right. It's not about it's you. All like, about it. We can celebrate you at another time, but they're from out of town. Let's go. Here. And it took like, it was very embarrassing. It took like 20 minutes to convince this person to do Wait, what was originally even, planned did it even happen it did happen Do, it was double cards it was something retarded yeah was it? okay yeah it was, okay, it, was it was no it's fine it, it, it was <laughs> at the house 
listen and so but what it is is that I never knew like I talked to some of my friends and she's like I couldn't have done that I couldn't have done that it's like well you don't know until you you're in done it that until you're, you're in it. it and not really until you've passed it and the biggest thing is is you know I consider myself uh, an empath uh, I feel things mm-hmm. on a deeper level and narcissists attract empaths because they need that energy they, they feed off of that that's what they're after so it's very hard even after you're done Mm-hmm. to get past it I honestly didn't get past this until about last year sometime last year sometime was the first time I could read through old text messages and not cry about it and I left that person four years ago mm-hmm. so it's it's seriously being a victim of it is it's an abusive situation um, the scars are there, even though they're not mm-hmm. physically there, they're still there. And it, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot from you. So what I've learned is that, you know, looking for the signs early, mm-hmm. um, and just being sure of who I am mm-hmm. and, you know, doing best to not fall into that trap. Cause that's exactly what it is. It's a trap. You don't realize mm-hmm. it until it's too late. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and one thing I will say about what Vanessa just said too, um, about how even when she still reads through stuff, it gets to her. Same thing for me. Like if I still see certain verbiage in text messages, or if I have a memory of an interaction, or if I hear the person's voice, even sometimes now, it's like all of that is still brought up sometimes, but the, the thing that I've been working on personally is trying not to take that into my next relationship because I do know that some of that stuff is a trigger for me now. Like mm-hmm. it can trigger me. Like I may be dating a person now and they may say something to me and they didn't mean it at all. Maybe the way I took it, but they may have said something that this prior person said and the way that they say it, it's a trigger now. It's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, who, wait a minute, are you talking to me? Like, did you, because now I'm defensive about it. Like, last night, you're like, I know you ain't talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking to me? Did you just talk to me that way? You know, so now it's like me trying to stand up for myself, even if that person didn't even do anything wrong. So one of the biggest things for me, it was hard for me when I started back dating, like to tell people my experience, but now I do tend to go ahead and tell my experience because I want them to understand that if I'm dating them now, if I'm triggered by something, don't get offended because I told you what I've been through. So maybe there's a reason that this is happening. So I'm more open about talking about that now. Um, And it's just, it's just one of those things like, like Vanessa said, it's like you, once you've been through it, it, it's cut deep. It's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. I don't think it ever goes away. But I do appreciate the experience now because, like I said, I can point some of that stuff out really quickly now. And I'm like, wait a minute, no, not dealing with it, not doing it. Um, But I also like what you said, Vanessa, about just recognizing who we are, you know, who we are as women, what we deserve, what we don't, you know, we don't deserve that stuff like that. So and staying strong, you know, staying like really tough. Uh, I know sometimes people don't like to hear what we got to say. You know, they don't like for you to speak up for yourself, but me going through that experience, I speak up for myself a lot more now. And I don't tend to, I'm not going to say I don't care about the consequence that comes behind it, but Mm -hmm. if they can't handle me speaking up for myself, I feel like they're not the person for me. Mm -hmm. 
at this point. The one thing I hope from all of this for me is that I can be able to notice it, recognize it. Um, because I didn't. I, I really, and maybe I did. I think maybe my gut told me a little bit, which is why I was like, Vanessa, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Because it was just like, my anxiety was bad. And then I was like, but he said this. And I'm like, I'm not even that. I don't, I didn't even do that. And he was like, you're so boring. I'm like, boring. What? I never, no one ever right. in my entire life has said I was boring or I, I can't, we can't have a conversation. Like you always want to talk about this or you always want to do that. Or your friends are, oh, that's his, his favorite thing was I'm trying to talk to you, but you always about your friends. You want to spend all the time with your friends. I'm like, but mm-hmm. I'm here with you. I haven't that's even that isolation. I haven't exactly. even brought my friends up. Like, what are you talking about? So, and it's putting it on back on him too. He wanted to be all about him. All about him. But yeah, there were the sweet moments. The first times we met, like things that he would do, it'd be sweet. When it was good, it was good. But it was more bad than good. But even when it was like that, I was just like, but there's so much potential there. Like, <laughs> it can't really be this bad. Like, it can't be. This is It's just a little phase. But for it to be just a month of my time, it really has a lasting impression. And with the reading the text messages or something like that, like I can look at pictures and be like, oh yeah, those were great times. But if I were to really try to find the text messages and read them back, it would probably bring on like those same negative emotions. I haven't even looked at them, but they might still be in my phone. I don't know, it's been a year because then he started reaching out on social media. Um, I know the feeling I felt when I read them when they were happening mm-hmm. and it would definitely was straight abuse there was no caring in it but they loop you in really quickly and then they switch on you so Mm -hmm. I just hope that I'm able to recognize it moving forward and for anybody if you have that gut feeling you're probably right and what else I was gonna say was too is they make they try to make you even though you might know that you love them you care about them they always try to doubt that too like they always put it back to well you don't you must not really love me because you won't do this or Mm -hmm. you must not really care about me if you really cared about me if you really love me you would do like they it's manipulation they do that manipulation stuff too um and I know for me I was sitting there like nah I know I'm in love with this person because I've been sitting right here through all this foolishness I know I do but you Mm -hmm. question it Mm -hmm. um but that's their manipulation tactic you know make you question what you're doing or if you really are doing something right and true so mm, 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 mm. well Brittany I'm glad that you haven't had to deal with what the three of us have dealt with um it springs out of nowhere but for any listeners like really take it seriously. And if it's you, if, if you feel as though you have some of the traits that Brittany rattled off in the beginning, maybe you can, you know, take a little self-reflection and see if you might want to seek help. Because as Shannon said, and what was my biggest question, and it always has been ever since dealing with him, is like, can somebody with those traits really be in a serious relationship? And can they be loved? And can they love? 
Because I would hate for somebody to have those traits, not know them or not recognize them and they can't love anybody back and they can't be loved because that's like a, it's a sad place to be. So if you feel you have any of those traits, just, you know, talk to somebody and maybe there's some tools that can help you be a better person. And I'm saying that in the nicest way. I'm going to say that was fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's what I just, I kept thinking about that. I wanted to ask my friend Joy, like, Joy, can you, like, can it work? Can it work? And for me, no, it can't. But that's because the person wasn't willing to do the work. That is correct. They're incapable. They can't love. They're incapable of loving people, truly loving, unless they recognize their problem. If they don't recognize it, then no, they can't love anyone. I was about Children to say, included. yeah, as long as, they, as long as there's an acknowledgement, that was all I was going to say, because I've become a, a TikTok junkie. <laughs> it is addictive it is but i stumbled in i kid y'all not the the day y'all told me y'all want to talk about narcissism uh i've stumbled upon this guy i can't remember his handle right now but his all his tiktoks are about narcissists he he is one oh, but okay. he, he acknowledges it and he goes to therapy like so right. his oh, whole right. his whole account is dedicated to like narcissism but but you know the stages and because he's married so okay it's about how it affects his relationship but the things that they work on and how he's trying to correct it so yeah please share that i will once i, will I find it, it um, i'll do that i will do that, that yeah but yeah tiktok addictive <laughs> i still don't have one i'm not getting one anytime soon it took me forever just to get instagram so baby steps yeah why well, watch the reels on instagram which are from tiktok yeah, yeah that's how i got into it i was like i might as well get tiktok because that's what i'm watching <laughs> oh yeah but any other closing words comments no i don't have one i think this is an important conversation that we just had and it's mm-hmm. something really important to think about um because the people that you are around can really affect are going to affect you and how you mm-hmm. see yourself and we would hate for you to be around someone like this and you're doubting yourself and being isolated and being abused and it continues to happen when you can stop it a little bit earlier if you recognize what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, recognize signs. Mm-hmm. Well, we gonna say goodbye to everybody. I don't think we have anything else on this topic, but we hope that you guys come back next week. And um, yeah, that's it, right? That's yeah. all we got for the day. That's what we got. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until all. next time, then. And then, Vanessa, what do they got to do? Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> share. They know, they know. Share, subscribe, like, comment, something. At the group text podcast on Instagram. Right. Yep, yep. All right, guys. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.